Yo, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode with Carmen's Crew Podcast action going on here. I'm with my guys, Ed Kraft, Adam Jardy, myself, David Lighty, and the basketball of what year was that, Sully? 20, what, 10? 2009, 2010. 2009. Oh, oh, he doubled back my fault. Mr. Ohio yeah, yeah, High School Basketball Player of the Year. Jared Sullinger, man. Welcoming y'all back to another episode and welcoming and thanking everybody over for Amendment for making this possible and bringing us together here. So, how was you guys' holidays, man? What y'all have going on? I've been missing out over here, friends. So, please tell me all the activities. Life is stressful back here, man. <laughs> doing doing holidays back home is stressful, bro. Like, I heard it I was mean, cold great. too. Yeah, it's great. You know, we get to see the family. We get to travel and do all that. But when two kids, you're trying to see four different groups of people all in different cities, like it's rough. There are times where mm. this is ungrateful, but like you miss being overseas, right? Like it's a quick FaceTime <laughs> and you're like, all right, see you fellas. And then you can go back to just kind of doing your thing. But it was great. I mean, we got a lot of fun. Owen's old enough that he understands presence now. now so he's just he tears them up and we had a good time you like hot cookies we got lots of cookies a lot i mean they're everywhere they're everywhere so yeah all good over here i'm with you with you craft traveling all over ohio seeing all the family like santa visited like three different houses uh we had a <laughs> lot going on in the jardy house but yeah okay. santa was good to the kids and my owen also had a, a great time i uh, got a bunch of minecraft legos and it's it's been uh it's been a <laughs> That's the big Ooh, thing, man. Minecraft. Both my kids Minecraft all about the Minecraft right now. So uh, it, was, it was a good, productive Christmas for both of them. I love it. I love it. Nothing wrong with well, that one. I, so I had a game yeah. on Christmas. I had a <laughs> okay. game on Christmas. So. That means y'all showcase. That yeah. means you put on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. I had 37 points, 21 rebounds. Some light, uh, seven uh, assists. Not too, not too yeah, much. Yeah, you know, Santa granted me with some powers that day, so I, I'm not really stressed. But uh, you know, I got to see the kids open up presents. My wife waited uh, until after my game to oh, open up the okay. presents, so I got I got to watch them on Facetime, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't have to clean up nothing. Um, <laughs> That's real. I, <laughs> I didn't have to go nowhere. So I mean, I'm just I'm just happy the kids enjoyed their Christmas. That's that's my biggest thing. It's just watching the, the kids, work. their joy. Yeah, my son loves trucks. My daughter loves dinosaurs. I don't know why. And then my <laughs> youngest, she she doesn't she doesn't know um, Christmas just yet, but she just knows how to rip open the uh-huh. paper. So it was just fun watching from that's, face. That's time. fun enough, right? Yeah, no, it was for enjoyable sure, for sure. No <laughs> oh, man, how how long you gonna keep up the Santa Claus thing though? That that's the question. Wait, what are you talking about? Kids? Keep it up. What? What do you mean? But, huh? Come on, dude. Santa's real. Oh, what are you talking about? Oh, my fault. Okay, we're going to keep that for the next episode. We're not going to talk about that too much right here. We're going to keep that top. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment at all. Oh, shoot. oh man. Right, man. I, I wish. So, uh, I wish. Dave, you have practice? Yeah, practice. That's Love it. that. Literally, practice. And, and Italian right. food. You, That's what I have. You back with Coach Mata. Remember, Coach Mata gave us half a day and then get we back. had practice on Christmas Day. Get back, baby. Me and Dallas, me and Dallas <laughs> hitting that highway. <laughs> Man. Uh, well, last time, since the last time we talked, we've had uh, a couple games. One pretty big one that I feel like we're all still a little 
upset about. Um, and then a, a bounce back game that we kind of righted the ship. So let's talk about that North Carolina game, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, man, I know it hurt me. Uh, <laughs> so. How? That's all I can say is how. I mean, Free throws. Free throws. That's, that's, that's the biggest key. And, and I think um, mm. we also watched our freshmen grow up again. Like, I feel like we, we say that, and every every episode that we we talk is how our freshman is growing. Uh, you saw Bryce down the stretch hit a couple, hit a lot of big shots. Uh, I mean, Bruce hit a lot of big shots, and then the simple fact that Bruce was playing with foul trouble in the first half and was able to get out of the first half and and be successful in the second half was was tremendous for us. And I just thought we our our aggressiveness we kind of we kind of let let down our guard. Um, we we struggle with their press a little bit, but you got to give credit to North Carolina, man. They they fought all the way to the end, and I hate to say it like that, but that, I mean they fought all the way to the end. Really changed things, and and being there in the garden and watching that happen, Ohio State was inbounding the ball from the side where I was sitting, so I'm watching Carolina basically come like right at me, and you could just see it. I mean, there was like three turnovers in the span of like two minutes or something like that, and that just that just got Carolina right back in the game, and and you know, someone who writes about this stuff, but doesn't go through this stuff. Like what, what is that like in a moment when you've been leading all game, they kept, they kept Carolina like at arm's length for most of the game. And then when a team makes a run late like that, what does it take to try to get the momentum back? You guys have been in those situations. Like what did, what did Ohio state need in those moments um, to have a different outcome? Uh, a, bi- a big fella down low to slow the game <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> throwing right down to Sullywood. <laughs> I should say in other teams, you know, four-hour spread, ET up top. Uh, but uh, literally, I mean, it, it's everybody has to come together and just stay calm. You got to stay the course. You know they're going to come back and, and fight, and, and especially in the garden, like you say, you get a couple of steals. That energy in there just electrifies everybody. And it was oh, literally yeah, yeah. a North Carolina crowd out there. So they got going. They got going more and more, like you said. But we just got to stick together. And the leaders and the seniors that had to calm everybody down and stay the course. Uh, but yeah. I think that's something, like you said, is just going to haunt us. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they – honestly, I felt like they they responded okay. You know, I was very – I was frustrated from, a like, a guard perspective, the turnovers we had in the, in the press yeah. at just bad times, right? But then you had guys yeah. come down on offense yeah. and make big shots that, like, we still, with all that happening, we still should have won the game. You know, I feel like the end of game handling of that entire situation wasn't great. I, you know, I would I would have done different things if I was a player slash the coach in those scenarios. Um, and then we still had a chance to win, and the guy makes a shot that he makes one out of ten of. You know, to okay. to get their momentum going into the into the into overtime, but. I really thought you saw kind of down the stretch, you saw North Carolina's experience, yeah. especially in their guards. It, they just took over, right? Like oh, they were under control. Attack they mode. they were attack mode. They were confident. I mean, like if you look at their stats, I mean, Caleb Love was eight for 20 for the game, four of 13 from three. But the big ones that he hit were, you know, at the end of the game when they needed a bucket. Daggers. Exactly. So – and you saw you saw where I hope our guys can get to, you know, as they get more experience. Uh, you saw North Carolina's guards do that, like down the stretch. Like they just they had the ball, they weren't gonna throw it, they weren't gonna pass it up. You know, they they were gonna either make the right shot, make the right play, 
and um, they did that. So uh, our 16 turnovers are that, and like Sully said, we were seven of 14 from the free throw line. Be, um, yeah, be, which, being killer. Good. And I, th- I thought I, I was just gonna say go, I did go, yeah, not I enjoy watching R.J. Davis and Caleb Love play that game. I just thought when 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 you got when you got a big man who is just Ohio State had no answer down low for Baycott and he was just dominating and mm-hmm. I'm just thinking to myself how are you not getting him the ball how how in a game where Baycott goes for 28 on 11 of 19 like in what world is it okay for Caleb Love to go 4 or 13 from 3 like get the ball inside <laughs> and and win the game and I just thought like I was angry at Carolina mm-hmm. watching that game because I just did not like I don't like their style. I don't like how this team plays. And that, I don't know. I just, that, that rubbed me the wrong way. The, the, the crazy part that you, the crazy part that you say that, Adam, that's exactly how they got to the national championship is, uh, right. is by Caleb right. Love. And, and the beautiful part, the it's like, it's, it's, it's a perfect mess of chaos. If that makes any sense. Cause Caleb Love take every shot he yes. takes is, is for yes. the dagger. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where it's at. He doesn't care what what he's doing. It was for the dagger, but I thought this was the first game that we saw Zed yeah. get matched yeah. with his power. Usually, Zed's mm-hmm. the most powerful player on the court. I thought Baycock showed um, his strength and his length against Zed, and I also yeah. thought Zed had yeah. at home jitters. Yep. But let's throw that out mm-hmm. there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was you know usually his jump hook is, is is picture perfect. Should be right by the dictionary. He usually makes those nine out of ten times. <laughs> And he missed a couple that just it just looked like he was rushed. It was looked like he was anxious. And honestly, it looked like Baycock kind of threw him off his off his game just by matching his power. So um, that I, I thought Zed was, uh, you know, that was the game that we needed Zed the most. And I think Zed, I won't say he let us down, but Zed got matched with with his own physicality, which would threw his game off. Aaron, you you said you might do things differently in the last couple seconds there. Um, I did. I'm not sure I've had anything since Oral Roberts blow up my Twitter and my email since, you know, then, then, then those, those last two <laughs> seconds and the decision not to guard the inbounder and, and Chris Holtman, that was the first question I asked him after the game. He said, that's, that's what they do. That's they've studied it. They believe in playing five on four defense and not guarding the inbounder. Uh, they didn't think that Pete Nance was going to be the guy shooting the ball. Um, but what it, I, I want to hear your thoughts. So I, so here, here's – I have a, co- a couple comments and a question for you guys Like, because I don't, I don't think I understand the rule. One, I put a guy on the ball the early, you know, full court. Second, I know this is crazy, but I would consider like – I would have considered putting Felix on the ball at, at once I got it at half court because there's only two seconds. You don't have to worry about him like a, a ricochet kind of play. You put him on the ball, and I love Bryce. Bryce is an offensive genius. But Phenomenal. defensively, I take him out. You know, at the end of the game, I take I take Bryce out. Not that he did anything wrong, but I leave. I put justice on the big guy. Got an older guy. Maybe he does something a little different. But I think Felix adjusts that pass because it had to be a perfect pass. I think My, didn't Felix no, fouled out, out in overtime. I thought fouled Felix out in overtime. Fouled out, at fouled out in overtime. Okay, I've thought okay. about this a lot, Jared. Um, my question for you guys is: so they throw the ball to half court. They call timeout right at the half court line. Why did they, they take the ball out at the? Why did they take the ball out at the? The explanation mark? I got yeah. is that it's just like at the discretion of the officials, and it's just kind of like kind of about wherever. Like it, it's just like oh, okay, you're cross half court, so it's just kind of wherever. 
And so, like, I don't think, and I could be wrong on this, but I don't think there's a hard and fast what? rule. Um, I haven't looked into it. That's a great point. But I, I don't think there's a hard and fast rule that, I think it's once you get across half court, that's, you, you call timeout, that's, that's where it goes. Okay. That's payback from Rutgers. That's payback from Rutgers. Because we stole one, they stole that's one. A, that's I mean, a that's difference. Fair. That's an extra 10 feet. I know, but it's fair, I guess. It just that's made no sense guy. when I saw it live. I just, I instantly rewound it. Like, I rewound it once they did into overtime and said, why in the world are they taking the ball out eight feet yeah. from where they called timeout? But, okay. Yeah, that's a big difference in the okay. past. But I'm, I'm with you on that. Hey, when we played, we'd have, Coach Mata, always he talked about this. And Coach Gross, either Dallas, long and athletic, or Othello Hunter. He's in diamond. Always on the ball. And he always talked about it. Special teams, special teams, it's special teams. For sure, that deflection or just the height and size changes everything a little bit in, in the last seconds of what's going on. But like you say, hey, it's kind of payback. I was surprised. So I'm, I'm sitting there so getting ready to go home from New York the next day. And like I said, my Twitter's been blowing up and I'm getting emails from readers, like the volume of which I had not seen in, in a good while. So I reached out to like a dozen college like D1 coaches that I know and just said, hey, I'm just curious. Like I don't study this stuff like you guys do. I know college basketball coaches – you don't just decide the stuff on the fly. You guys put research into it. You put in way more time than, than we do. So, like, what is your philosophy? I was just yeah. trying to see, like, is there a standard across the game? Does everybody, you know, put a guy on or not put a guy on? And I was actually really surprised. There's not really, like, a consistent theme across, like, at least the coaches that, that I heard from. It was, like, some say, yeah, you 100% got to put a guy in the inbounder. And some say, no, you play five on four, and that's that enables you to take other a couple of things away. And I, I kind of came away from it, like, I guess reasonable minds can disagree because it doesn't – I think we might have – you might have an opinion, I might have an opinion, but, like, there doesn't seem to be a consensus among the coaches that I talk to, at least. You, you would think you would think after it was March of 2010, after E.T. hit that shot at half court, you would think yeah. everybody would. I was about to say, we have You would us, think man. everybody would put somebody on the ball. And uh, I mean, that 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 was that was a shocker when I was watching that too. Crab was like, why is nobody on the ball? Because, you know, you never know. You might take them out their sweet spot and, you know, Nance hit a, a big time shot. And that, yeah. that yeah. kind of took the life out yeah. of us a little bit. And I had forgotten too the the season opener last year against Akron. Ohio State won on a Zed Key lay-in with like half a second left, and it was a it was like the exact same situation. And Akron John Gross put a man on the ball, and that left a mismatch down low where Mm -hmm. Zed got the ball and was able to score essentially uncontested. So like I think we've seen just in the last year Mm -hmm. involving Ohio State cases where it doesn't work if you put a guy on, it doesn't work if you don't put a guy on. Like I don't, I don't just wild. Man. All right. So, yeah, it's tough. So we go to, it's you know, we go to MSG, we lose a heartbreaker. You know, the one we, we all had that game circled before the year started. We go, we lose a heartbreaker, but then we have to come back four games later or four days later and play Maine. Um, easy game. Uh, what do you guys think? How do we handle, how do we handle the bounce back um, moving forward? I think we see Bryce. I, th- I think it's one of those games. I think we see Bryce doing his thing. I think that that's been uh, that 
that MSG game is is kind of showing Bryce is, is is starting to become that guy for us. I mean, he had what I think nineteen seven and seven. Yeah. Hmm. 19-7 and seven. Um, you know, everybody talks about his offensive game, but he he was playmaking that game. And I think he's starting to see the attention that uh he rightfully deserves. I mean, he's at in pure forty, he's averaging twenty nine points in a pure in poor forty. Uh so you see that and you see what he's doing. Um that's only a good sign for us because that's going to open up more shots for justice. That's going to open more shots for Sean. And, uh, you know, with Bruce shooting 50% from the three, that's, it's, it's even better um, as, as we move forward in the yeah. big template. I, I thought given that it was, um, you know, the, you guys can speak to what it's like to play some of those games right around Christmas against non-marquee opponents um, in front of 10,000 people at the shot. And it's not exactly an intimidating atmosphere. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, you can you can paint the uh, upset script pretty easily if you're looking at that from the outside. But I thought the fact that, like, they never really took their foot off the gas in this one. I mean, they Ohio State, uh, they led this game for all but 52 seconds. I mean, and um, one of the things that, that Holtman said afterward was that um, he really put a lot on, like, Zed and Justice and said, like, look, guys, like, you're the vets. You need to make sure these young guys understand that you could lose this game. And uh, there had been upsets the day before and the day before that. So I think that helped. But I just thought that like that was a good test maybe of this team's maturity that, you know, that I, didn't, I don't know that there was ever a scenario where I thought they would lose this game. But this had the potential to be like a 10-point win and you're, you know, it's a five-point game with 10 minutes to go. And, uh, but it was – I wrote my game story at halftime and then just plugged in some numbers. Like I was – my story was – my story was done like two minutes into the game. So that's it was a piece of that's cake. That's a great for me. night. That was for you. an easy <laughs> night. That was an easy night for you. Uh, for me, man, I just think it was great scheduling. You know, coming off the, the season schedule that they had starting like that. And, uh, you know, that game being so emotional go, can go either way for us. And we end up losing. This is kind of a good filler bounce back game. So you, you test the guys to see if they're ready. Or you see the guys get into a flow and get into a rhythm, you know, using them going on forward and, and getting ready for their, you know, big 10 action. Sully, how do you feel crazy. seeing a team put up 64 points in the paint like Ohio State did against Maine? Oh, I love it. I love it because, I mean, with, with our three-point shooters, um, I mean, that, that's just going to help us out in the long run. I mean, I remember my freshman year, I think Lighty shot like 40-something percent in big 10 play. Will shot 50 percent. You know, even though they label Kraft as a non-shooter, he shot 43%, I think, in, in Big Ten play. And then you had, you know, John that just <laughs> you can't leave. Average. Him. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna say. But uh yeah, you know, he made a couple shots. But in the paint, when you when you score in the paint, it really opens up what we have. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, this this team is is gonna be wing oriented with Zed, you know, getting his touches, but the win in Big Ten play, you need wings at the same time, but you need a big. And so it, we have a great balance of, of that. And like I said, and before Zeb was kind of outpowered by Baycock in that North Carolina game, but that was a good bounce back game. And then you also saw Felix that did a great job and Man. changed the, he changes the pace of the game. So we have we have like we have this power big in Zed, and then we have this this deer that runs and, and blocks shots and, and alter shots nonstop. 
um, in Felix. So, like, our, our change of pace and the way we can play, we got two different styles of play, and that's perfect for Big Ten basketball. Yeah. Yeah. It's in, it's interesting you bring up. I, I think you're totally right. Like, we are a guard. We're a guard team. I think we're going to – we shoot the ball. Everyone on the team is going to shoot it. Um, and I think we can we can fall in love with the jump shot a little bit, pre- like, pretty easily on this team. Um, and I'm not saying we take bad shots, but – um, I even saw it yesterday, you know, I took Owen to practice, uh, just to get him out of the house. because It's freezing and like, let's get him like Amber, you need a break. Let me take him in. Uh, and I, they were doing, uh, five on five, like full court, but you know how, um, one, one team on the baseline, one team at the free throw line and coach yells out a name and you touch the baseline. So it's like right, advantage. Right, right. So, but they, they, they were, they were calling two names. So it's five on three. And, uh, you know, I, we probably watched for, close to 10 minutes, every single shot oh, was three. a three. And I remember thinking that we make some, right? Like we have good shooters, but I remember thinking there are three people playing defense right now. Why are we not shooting layups? Um, so I think that's something to look out for moving forward is we can settle at times, especially, especially if Zed's out. Um, we, we, we tend to settle uh, for three. So I'm interested to see if, if we continue, like I told Jake, I definitely, I pulled Jake aside and be like, Hey Jake, let's shoot layups, man. He was like, I totally agree. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. That's, that's just that, something that I saw That is yesterday. interesting. One of the um, stories that I'm, I'm going to write probably Friday is um, this is another elite offensive uh, efficiency team. Like they're, as of now, they're, they're third in the nation in yeah. offensive efficiency, which like blows my mind. I mean, you know, with, with so many new faces and just a complete lack of continuity from last year, like to be third is pretty stunning. And so I asked Holtman about that. We had interviews on Monday and talked to Sean McNeil about that too. And they talked about like being unselfish and that like they've, they've, they've really emphasized some things in the culture over the last couple of years that, that make it so, you know, the faces change, but you can still have a high level of success. But the big question is like, you're going to see a much higher level of competition very soon. So what does that look like in a couple of weeks? Are we going to see some regression? And like, like you said, Aaron, like, um, you know, that settling for jumpers maybe a little bit frequently. Like, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me. But like, Bryce is one of the nation's best at, like, shooting, like, mid-range jumpers. And I know that, like, mm-hmm. obviously, like, Will was the best I can remember at Ohio State in a long time at doing that. That's a tough skill. And for a freshman to be knocking down those shots consistently in Big Ten play, that that's going to be tough. So, I, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, I'm interested to see, yeah, that – does the offense sustain a level of a high level of efficiency? Um, and can they get to the rim more when the defense picks up? So it's interesting you bring up Bryce. You know, I think I don't know if we talked about it on the um on the podcast, but I know we were texting on the side figuring out how do we get Bryce in the game, you know, how do we get Bryce to start? And I will say, pat myself on the shoulder, let's even though it was, you know, Ice happened to be gone. Ice is the one that's out of the starting lineup for the last two games, and Bryce is put in. You guys think that does that continue? Is is our starting five set now with with Bryce in instead of Ice, um, or you know does he make does he make more changes? I, no, I I think it has to continue. I mean, I think it only gets better. It's like Sonny was saying, he he wasn't just a scorer; he was a playmaker as well. And once you get into Big Ten play and how tough it's going to be. Uh, you're going to need as many people as possible to make plays for us because they're going to shut down one or two things for sure. So I think that and then, you know, slowly getting ice back into the flow because I think he's still going to be a big piece for this team uh, is something that we're going to see more of. 
I think I think Lighty hit it right on the head. It's just we got to slowly add ice back into the group. But at the same time, it's just our offensive power with that starting five is kind of what we need. We You can't have a slow start yeah. in the Big Ten. You know, it's, it's okay to give up a couple buckets, but having a slow start on the road, it's hard to get that thing back together. Um, as you know, when we went to Purdue, <laughs> we went to Purdue quick. and Etwan Moore, Etwan Moore went for whatever he went for against us in the 40. first half. Yeah, and it was hard for us to get get him under control. So we just got to continue to keep keep doing what we're doing. And on top of that, I think the change of pace between you know Bruce and Ice with Ice coming off the bench because right now Bruce is our leading uh, leading guy in minutes um, as a freshman. And he's, and he's handling a lot of responsibility. So I think when we get ice back, him great. coming off the bench, and uh, he'll be able to be that that ball mover for somebody like Tanner, who we're going to need. Um, he'll be able to, you know, play off of Felix what we need um, going going forward. Uh, that's into the going Big to be Ten interesting, play. I think, because you know, bringing Bryce off the bench and having him sort of with that—I don't know if you want to call it the second unit—but like if you're thinking about a, a, a lineup. Uh, with ice coming off the bench and he's on the court with like Roddy and Tanner and Felix and I'm uh, uh, another person. I'm not sure, but like, that's not, that's not a lot of, yeah, Gene, Gene. No. yeah good point. Like that's not a lot of offense right now. Let's go. Yeah. And, and I do oh, wonder like, score. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think you can take Bryce out of the starting lineup. I think he's just, I think that sets a freshman back mentally. I think that would anger the fan base uh, at a very high level. Um, I don't think you can. I don't <laughs> think you can make that move, but I do wonder um, bringing Ice off the bench with that group. Um, he's not a scorer. I mean, he can score. You can get to the rim and things like that. But like Bryce could mm-hmm. carry that unit offensively. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, maybe and maybe that's something that we see play out over a couple of games where if they have like a, a couple of lulls there, like midway through a half, that they have to find some way to to address that. Yeah, I, I don't envy like uh, like Gene yesterday was the first time I've seen him in a uniform, you know, and he was out there doing his thing, playing aggressive, playing hard. He's a guy that has experience too, so I, I have no yeah. idea how how as a coach you figure out what lineups. They literally had a board with five different five, start like five different five um, sets of five on there, like trying to figure out what pieces we want to put out there. So he has a lot of options, but we're kind of running out of time, right? Like. We have yeah. Alabama A&M tomorrow, and then Big Ten hits the ground running this weekend. Yeah, like, what do you guys think of these games coming up? Like I said, Alabama A&M tomorrow, and then we got Northwestern coming. Are we are we nervous about these games? Another, you know, right after the holiday game, and uh, something to, you know, keep the spirits high, finishing out the year with a win. And uh, kind of getting mentally prepared for for the Big Ten action because, like you said, it's about to hit the ground running, and definitely can't look forward uh, to you know just skipping over you know A and M. We got to take care of business it's a, first. It's gonna so be that, that's the biggest a weird. Thing, really. It's a three o'clock start, which they said is like a TV thing. Yeah, but like yeah, I, I saw I that. I remember, saw that. Yeah, I can't remember a midweek on a Thursday, thir- like <laughs> mid afternoon <laughs> game. Like that's just. I don't know what that that arena is going to be like. And again, it's like, you know, this is where you you need justice and you need yeah. to, you need ice. Assuming he's back, you need those guys to to rise to that challenge and you know make sure that they don't take. I mean, that would be a crippling loss. They can't afford that. Uh, <laughs> I think on this, the, on the, this, go ahead, Sully. 
Go ahead, Crafty. No, I was gonna say I, I, it's an early game, so like my antennas go up. Like, is <clears throat> like, early game, I can take Owen, right? So I text, I text Egelhoff like early this week. I already made plans, like, hey, let's bring my nephew. It's his birthday coming up. Like, let's, let's go to the game. Hey, Egelhoff, like, don't worry about it. We can get five tickets easy. It's Alabama A and M. Apparently, it's a very difficult ticket to get because it is at three o'clock and everyone's on break. So apparently, a lot of people are asking for tickets. So hopefully, you know, it's a good crowd. It's early enough. So it, it might be it might be a good atmosphere. <laughs> if not, you guys can look for I mean, me. I'll be there. Well, even if it's not a good atmosphere, you got you still got to take the game seriously it's true. Um, at the end of the day. And on top of that, I think from a coach staff standpoint, you got to work on your X's and O's here and tighten up the reins on, on, on the team and, and see who is your, you know, at the end of the day in Big Ten play, you need nine, ten sometimes. Maybe eleven if you get in foul trouble, but you know we did it with six. Play, bro. You, yeah, I mean that's Coach Mike. He's still doing it <laughs> with six. That's different. That, that's, that's different. Coach that's Meyer. different. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you need you need you need to know who your lineup guys are, and you need to know who you can count on day in and day out. And in Big Ten play, leading Alabama A and M is leading up into our Big Ten play, and we we need to learn our offense and execute to a T. We need to run our game plans to a T because we always say Big Ten is one of the hardest scouting uh, uh, conferences in, in the world, to be honest with you, because they know everything in and out. They know who the ball's going to. They know every play call. Um, I mean, and you got, what, 12 games under your belt? So now, you know, film, they're, they're, they're looking at film every day preparing yeah. to play against you. So we got we got to tighten up the rings on, on what we do on both sides of the You guys some games like around New Year's, right? Like, do you play like at Indiana on New Year's Eve? And um, like, you know, this... Mm-hmm. Don't remind this, me. This game, like playing at Northwestern <laughs> on New Year's Day, um, it's a, it's an evening game. I think it's like a seven o'clock start, but like mm-hmm. Northwestern's got the number seven defense in the country. And I mean... I, I don't know where Northwestern ultimately finishes this season, but like that's that's not nothing to start Big Ten play at Northwestern in that arena on a, on a holiday. Like I don't, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that too. Day that after too. for sure, for sure. And Northwestern has been balling. They already got a yep. Michigan, Michigan State, State mm-hmm. right? They already got mm-hmm. Michigan State at Michigan State. So like this mm-hmm. is not going to be a, a walkover and. They're going to be excited, you know, getting into the real Big Ten play as well. And uh, like you said, it's going to be the guys who've been there before, the seniors and the, the elder statesmen getting ready and uh, focusing on the details. I mean, on the road with a team like that, it can go one or two ways, I believe. You know, get on them early and keep them down or let them stay in the game and have confidence and you don't know what's going to happen. So Craft, you bring uh, I'm up. excited about all of that, though. Sorry. But, but North Northwestern, sorry, Adam, but Northwestern is one of the hardest places to win at. Um, to be honest with you, that, I mean, we always struggle struggling um, at at Northwestern. And I don't know what it is about Northwestern, but they play so hard and they never give up, and it, it's always a battle to the end. So you can't and you can't look over anybody in the Big Ten because as soon as you do that, that's where you you slip away from trying to win a re- Big Ten regular season title. You need every. Uh, a win that you can get and mm-hmm. us being on the road we've been battle tested went to Duke uh, we played at MSG it was basically a home game for UNC we right. played at Maui yeah. 
I think I think this team is mentally prepared to go into that that crowd and going going on the road and be be able to win. I think our scheduling really prepared us for the Big Ten, especially leading up to all those road games. Does, that we does a big football game mm-hmm. ever uh, affect anything on the basketball side? Like I, I I don't know. Like when when the football team plays a monumental game. Um, and then you guys play the next day. If it doesn't go well, do you ever feel that? Do you feel like the collective, like Ohio State fandom, like turning to you? Like I, I don't know. I, I'm always interested in that dynamic. I, I mean, if they lose, I feel like all right, we gotta get this back, right? Like we gotta get Ohio State back. You know, everyone's talking talking good about us and, and that kind of stuff. So um, I think it can it can go well that way. It can helpful be helpful. I don't know the guys on the team if they follow football. Like I, yeah. I would want to watch the entire football game, right? Like it's an eight o'clock start. Um, so having to make that decision of, I mean, it's not going to be over till after midnight. I know it's a late, you know, a late game the next day, but I don't know. I think there's a, there's definitely a pride aspect of it, especially if you lose. It's like you know you don't want to add to the, the misery of the university that's happening that weekend. So let's mm-hmm. let's give them something something to to look forward to and talk about because they want to talk about football anyway. So let's talk I, about I always remember, shit, you know, Fad had a story oh, the 06, 07 season where the football team lost to Florida in the national championship. Okay. I was yeah. about and then, that. And then exactly you guys lost to Wisconsin. To yeah. And yeah, for sure. I, yes. And we were supposed to be number yeah. one in and the that, nation, too, type of thing. So, yeah. <laughs> and they just lost. I, I remember Fad saying, like, he came in into Ohio. interviews, like, the next, the next day or whatever, and he said it was like, it was like a funeral. He said like he could feel just like the toxic vibes of everybody <laughs> furious that f- they had lost to Florida and they had lost to Wisconsin. And like, you know, it didn't matter that I think what you guys were like 13 and three or something like that at that point. And, you know, obviously having a fantastic <laughs> season, but like, I still think about that. That I was at that press conference and that was just like, man, it just felt like someone had died in there. But tell them, hey, it, it rose a monster came out of earth after that. We didn't lose again to the finals. So it was a crazy yeah. run we had. That was a, that was a cheat code team. Hold on. Excuse me. Did you just say team. a monster came out of the earth after that? Is that is that the, the yes, phrase that was used? Exactly. Okay. All right. I like that's, that. What you, yeah. you want me to say? Uh, hey, you do. They, you they'll awaken the beast. There we go. All right. <laughs> and, I love that. And Greg and oh. Greg Owen woke. Uh, <laughs> Greg is nice, man. Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole different, different thing. Welcome, party. yeah. That's a whole nother pot episode. So we talk about yeah, Greg. So we're at the end. You know, we're at the end here. Let's say you know we're, we're heading into Big Ten play. You're the coach um, in the locker room. What what do you what are your final words to the team? Kind of heading into what is honestly like the most. And the first thing you talk about when you talk about a season is a Big Ten regular season championship, and we're about to start that part that part of the season. So, what are the things you guys think are important that the, that the team should be hearing from the coaches? There's no gimme games. There's no gimme games. Uh, there's no more. Uh, we're not playing against Maine anymore. We're playing against high level basketball players, high level coaching, high high level scouting reports. Um, it's it's time to bring your best every night. If you don't have it, we need every single person on that bench, um, to be there for the team. Um, it might not be it might not be Bryce's night. It might be Justice's night. It might not be Zed's night. It might be uh Sean's night. But we have to understand, and we got to ride that high hand. And you know, there's gonna be difficult decisions that coaches got to make in this situation because we have so many guys that can play. 
Like we have a lot yeah. of guys that can play, and then you got Gene coming back. That that adds even more fire um, to our to our to our team. So um, there's going to be a lot of difficult decisions, and 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 you got to be there for the team. It's all about having one heartbeat, having one sound, one band, and words of Nick Cannon. Uh, so we got <laughs> we we got. We gotta be, we gotta be, we gotta be together through through thick and thin. No matter what, who's playing, who's not, who's scoring, who's not. You know, we just gotta be together. That's a tough one for me to answer. The only speeches I ever got were like, "Jardy, you're at the end of the bench. Like, just deal with it." So, like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't have a lot I can add uh, to to that. I mean, uh, you know, just, yeah, like, like you guys said. I mean, it's it's the Big Ten. It's it's gonna be one of the toughest conferences, and you're starting at Northwestern. I mean, I think. Yeah, don't overlook them. I mean, that's probably the extent of it, and probably like I don't know, just embrace it. Like, there's this is a this is a team that mm, I do think yeah, there's like is, yeah. potential for a really enjoyable, exciting season if they can step into the moment and realize like what they can do and who they can be. So I think you know what are they, it's like that you know they don't you don't know what you don't know like that type of thing. Like just embrace the moment and you know try to get yeah. lost in it. Um, but again, that's I'm just kind of loosely paraphrasing that Eminem song, so I don't. Adam, you you got it, man. I mean, that was that's me. All that right there is me. Uh, for myself, I, I love going on the road in the Big Ten, you know, and coming out with a win and walking out and everybody's silent mm. or they're leaving early and we got the W. Uh, mm-hmm. So that that's what it was all about for me. I, I tried to lead by example and I tried to make sure everybody followed as well, but. This is the real season. That's that's what I'm telling my team. All right, we had the the good North Carolina games. We had the Maui out on the water having fun. But now it's you separate the boys from the men. This is Big Ten basketball. Like Sully said earlier, they're gonna know everything you're gonna do before the game starts. But the players are gonna make plays. They, so, they're gonna be out there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a team effort for us. Literally, like like Sully said. Whoever name is called that day, they they got to be ready. I'm ready to practice now. Every game is going to be every game is going to be a big game for us because this Big Ten is besides Purdue, I think is you know kind of wide open. Anybody can you know come in and and take take the top reins at the, the number two spot. So hopefully you know these guys have a chip on their shoulders when they go out there. Uh, I think that's the best way to be. Uh, no matter who you're playing against. So you, if you think you're going to get a win, that's when it mess around and, and bites you. So just go in with a chip on your shoulder, embrace the moment, and and live it literally week by week. That, that's all you can do when it's Big Ten season. I'm ready to go too, man. Nicki Minaj nice. moment of life. That's nice. <laughs> that Nicki, Take that Nicki Minaj Summit. moment of life. Y'all are crazy. <laughs> it's game well, day. <laughs> well, all right, fellas. Well, Finish out the year strong, Sully. Keep getting your rebounds out there. I, I want a couple more assists. I think you're shooting a lot. Let's get some. Let's get some assists out there in the in the, in the league. Dave, I still don't know what's going on with you over there in France, bro. Even you play one more game. What well, we got? Berlin. So I'm gonna just keep it easy and finish out this year. Have fun. But what we got on this Buckeye game though? Are y'all nervous? Ooh. Listen, oh, come all on, I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is as long as we score, because I don't really believe, I don't think Georgia's offense is that good. As long as we it. score on the defense, I think we're we're going to be okay. We just have to score. We just have to score enough points. I like to say, you know, My I'm, thing. I'm not optimistic, but I'm hopeful. I feel like, <laughs> you know, like, I, I think we it's possible. It. I think we can do this. 
But, you know, if it was last year with the defense that Georgia had, I think, you know, I, I feel a lot worse. But this year, you know, you don't know. Like, I don't think – I think they were upset when they saw they were playing us versus they were going to play potentially TCU or play USC. Oh, for sure. You know, so I, there's there's that aspect too. I, I'm excited for a game. I'm going to be up for it. It's going to be great. I don't have any school for another week and a half, so – I get a little reprieve. Oh, yeah, that's what you I just, enjoy. I just oh, think yeah. it's going to be Ohio State-Michigan in the national <laughs> championship. I think the fates have aligned. I think that's where we're headed. Yeah, I don't know. I just... It there's was a, written. It's, it's kind of like Duke like Duke and Carolina finally playing in the Final oh, Four last year. Goodness. And Kay's last game. Like, it just... It, it feels very mm. uh, written in the stars type of thing. So, that's what I think. I don't know why. I don't know how. I've, I've not watched a second of Georgia football. And I've watched a third of Ohio State's games. So, they're all blowouts. So... This- for, for future reference, Adam, it's the school up north. We don't say that, that other word. Touche. Touche. <laughs> he, he got it. <laughs> hey, I'm with y'all. I, I, I'm with Adam on that too. I think it's it's Old State versus them for sure. I don't I don't know why. I'm I'm nervous about the defense, but long as we give CJ time, then it's, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's gonna happen. Love it. All right. Well. Y'all keep doing your thing. Enjoy the rest of the year. Um, Make sure you guys check out the podcast, you know, on all the platforms that podcasts can be found. Find it on social media as well. Um, And until next time, thanks for listening.